You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. And now, without further ado, here he is, the one, the only, Dr. History. Good morning, Seth. How are you? I'm great. It's a nice day out there. It's sunny. Uh, grain's getting harvested. Crops are looking good. You know, it. i got to ask you about this because you're an old farm boy, and you know this whole year is just going like a NASCAR race, Boop, and it's over. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the harvest has get, gotten here sooner, and but crops are looking great. Oh, I mean, they are. Farmers they should are. do good this year. Did you see the size of the corn? I mean, man, you're talking some 10, 11-foot-tall Oh, yeah. This is a corner. Yeah, it's been a great year for the farmers. Yeah. You had some homework assignment from last week, did you not? I did, and I tried, and I failed. (laughs) So That's the American way. (laughs) give me a big F on that, because I couldn't couldn't find what I wanted to find. I looked. So the names of the tribes we're still not sure of. Yeah. um, I just couldn't find enough about them to make a show out of it. But I'm going to try again. Okay. See what I can find. All right. Now, what is the topic for discussion this morning? I'm going to talk to you about a guy that I'll bet you've never heard of. Uh Uh-huh. California Joe. No. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's not so much what he did. Well, it is what he did, but also some of the people that he came in contact with. Really? Some very famous people. You mean like, uh, oh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, others? Yeah, right. No. Uh, <laughs> These are way back a long time ago. Okay. So there were at least two men that were called California Joe. One was born in 1820. He died in 1875. But the other California Joe led a far more exciting life. His real name was Moses Embry Milner. Moses okay. Embry, Embry Milner. Milner. It's easier to say California Joe. It is. And, but I'll, I'll refer to him as Milner until we start calling him California Joe. Okay. Okay. So he was born in 1829 in Kentucky, and he headed west in 1843 at the age of 14. And in St. Louis, he joined a party of about a dozen hunters and trappers. He spent the winter, again, 14 years old, learning to hunt, trap, and survive on the plains along uh, the North Platte River. And this was about uh, three years after the Mountain Man era had kind of ended because the beaver supply was, you know, pretty well gone. Um, Would you agree with me that kids that age then were almost like 26-year-olds now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the maturity and uh, how to survive. The responsibility. Yeah. So, you know, it was also a year when a large number of the immigrants were starting to head west on the old Oregon Trail. Well, in the spring of 1843, Milner and his party took their pelts to Fort Laramie in modern-day Wyoming to sell them. And it was then that Milner joined a larger party of about 25 trappers led by a guy by the name of Jim Baker. Now, this guy was a veteran mountain man, and they were heading into the Yellowstone region. Well, when the group reached the Powder River, they discovered a camp of hostile Blackfeet Indians. Mm -hmm. Now, Baker, realizing that his group was far outnumbered, decided that a surprise attack was the best way to go. So, leaving two men to watch the packs and supplies, Baker led the others, including Milner, down a small canyon toward the camp. 
Now, Baker, Milner, and the rest took the Indians by complete surprise. They charged. Baker's men uh, chased the Indians, and uh, when someone spotted an Indian that was on some high ground in the far distance, several trappers shot, but they didn't get anywhere. Milner, he laid down, rested his rifle on a boulder, took a shot, and hit the Indian, mm-hmm. they estimated it was at least 400 yards. I can't see 400 <laughs> I yards. <can't> either. <laughs> I don't hit my golf ball that far. So <laughs> Now, come on. Could you ever hit a golf ball that far? Come on, Tiger. What's okay. the matter with you? Maybe half that. Okay. okay. Anyway, they uh, were okay. Only one trapper was wounded and everything was okay. All right. So later the trappers returned to Fort Laramie where Milner made his headquarters for the next three years. Now, he, even, he and five other trappers then decided to go west to Fort Bridger, uh, located on the Black Fork on the Green River in what is now what we know as southwestern Wyoming. Well, the trading post had been built by, of course, Jim Bridger in 1841, and he sold supplies and offered blacksmith repairs to the immigrants and traded with the Indians. But Bridger gave Milner a job herding livestock. Now, each morning, he drove the horses and the mules out to a grazing area, checked them several times during the day, and returned them to the corral at Fort Bridger each night. Well, one day, Milner discovered five horses had been stolen. Mm-mm. He took off, headed in to inform Bridger, who sounded the alarm. Okay, so Bridger and 20 of his men, including Milner, caught up with a party of about 10 Indians with the horses. I had the stolen horses. Mm-hmm. Well, a running fight lasted for some time, but the horses were recovered. One of Bridger's men was killed and another wounded, but they got the horses back. Mm -hmm. And when everybody returned to Fort Bridger, he set out a jug of whiskey to thank his men. And uh, we'll get into a little of that later here. What, the whiskey or (laughs) the story? Yeah, the whiskey. I see. (laughs) They they come together. I see. So, 1846, Milner left Fort Bridger with a party of trappers bound for Fort Laramie. Well, they were caught in a blizzard, three of the trappers, and all of the pack horses died from the cold. Wow. But Milner and eight of the men survived, and eventually they reached Fort Laramie. Well, when they got there, uh, the uh, government had declared war against Mexico. So Milner joined the army as a teamster. He headed west. Uh, he got out into Ar- uh, uh, to Ben's Fort and more than 500 miles west of Fort Laramie. And uh, anyway, one day Milner and three other civilians employed by the military left to go hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, about noon they stopped for water at a ranch only to be fired upon by a Mexican rifleman. Really? Now, it was an apparent trap, and when the fighting ended, the several Mexicans were dead. Milner and the other men rounded up 25 horses and headed back to Santa Fe. I'm getting a picture in my mind's eye that one did not want to travel with Milner. Everybody was shooting at him <laughs> all the time. This was an interesting character. I, yeah. Let me tell you who else he was hooked in with. Oh, my. Well, Colonel Alexander Donovan heard of his exploits. He called them uh, his these guys in and congratulated them. Donovan was impressed with young Milner and appointed him as a guide. So Milner went with Donovan's expedition as it went down and invaded Mexico. All I can say is don't go. Don't go with him. (laughs) But anyway, later he returned to the United States. And in the spring of 1848, Milner said goodbye to his parents uh, he was visiting and returned to St. Louis. And there he joined with a party of men setting out to trap along the North, North Platte River. Oh, my. They went to an island called Brady Island. 
and it's located on the on the Platte River, about 23 miles east of North Platte. Now, you're sort of familiar with that area. Yeah, but I honestly am not familiar with an island in the North Platte yeah. River. Well, they built a cabin, and tradition says that the island was named for a trapper named Brady, who had murdered, who was murdered there by his French companion when they got into a little argument. Everybody's shooting everybody else. <laughs> oh, we're not done. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, got, I tell you what, now's a great place for me to do a commercial a while we're still all alive. <laughs> Don't travel with Mr. Milner. Anyway, Minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley, right across from the airport with Zach and the rest of the crew and the Western Windows. Now, now is the time to replace and upgrade your windows. Save on your heating and cooling bills. I'll tell you what, they've got the great Western Windows. Let Zach and the crew help you. Along with, if you're in the farming and ranching business, you need Tartar Farm and Ranch gates and panels, they've got them all. Also, great carpet. You promised your wife. Now go ahead and take care of the new carpet for the den. Oh, it's all there at Minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley, right across from the airport. Number to call, 878-2091, Minicasha Sales. And now back to the complete, uh, I don't know, uh, destruction of anybody that travels with Mr. Milner. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, they had this cabinet's head headquarters and they traded with the Indians along the Platte and uh, as well as other streams and Milner and the other men reportedly fought uh, Sioux Indians and even hunted buffalo and the Indians actually were quite uh, impressed with their ability to kill buffalo with their rifles. But anyway, by the fall of 1848, Milner was headed back to St. Louis to sell his pelts and to visit his parents. While he was there, he met a sweet young lady by the name of Nancy Watts. Uh-oh. Love is in the air. It was in the air. And don't date him, Nancy! <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> well, the following spring, he was 25, she was 14. They were married. 25 and 14? But they did that. You know, a lot of the gals married 14, 15, 16. Wow. That was not unusual. Okay. So anyway, they set out for the gold fields of California. Well, they got there safely, and Milner left his wife in Sacramento while he went to the gold fields. He found considerable gold and quit prospecting in 1852. He then took his wife to Oregon, where they acquired 220 acres of land, uh-huh. built him a nice cabin, had a nice ranch near Corvallis, and she actually had, that's where she gave birth to the first of four sons, Uh-oh. had four kids. But Milner owned a livery stable there. He operated a pack train business. Uh, he did quite well, but he still liked to leave. He still liked to go out, you know, wandering. He had a wandering eye. He, a wandering body, too. Yeah. So that, uh, anyway, he frequently left his wife and family. And when gold strikes occurred on the Salmon River and around Bannock in Montana, he followed. It was near Bannock that he fought three claim jumpers. Oh, here we go again. Killing one, yep, <laughs> and wounding another. And it was at Virginia City, Montana, that Milner gained the nickname California Joe. Really? So that's where we're, I'm going to refer to him now. Because he didn't, he didn't give anybody his real name. So they just called him California Joe. Mm-hmm. And he thought they were seeking revenge for the dead claim jumpers. Now, he liked the nickname. He kept his, uh, kept his real name kind of a secret. But when he killed another man... <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes, this guy is absolutely the best thing that ever happened to a funeral parlor. Well... He killed a man for kicking a dog in Virginia City. Really? Now, the vigilantes didn't like that. Uh-huh. They ran him out of town. I see. Okay. So, California Joe returned to Oregon to see his wife and family uh, look after business, but he never stayed long. He wandered across a lot of the West. Uh, he, in 1864, he was with Kit Carson. 
in the Battle of Adobe Walls Why in do I Texas. think this isn't going to go well? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kit was okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so then by the late 1860s, he was working as a scout for the U.S. Army in Kansas. And during this time, he apparently met and became friends with William F. Buffalo Bill Cody. Yeah, but wait a minute. His wife and his kids are still out in California. Out in Oregon. Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, that's so right. So he's met Kit Carson, General Donovan, and now Buffalo Bill and that's not all. And he ain't been home. He's not done yet. <laughs> now, 1867, he met Wild Bill. Oh, oh, for the first good. time. Yeah, and probably in Kansas, the two men actually became good friends, and later were seen together on a lot of occasions. And and then he met good old Lieutenant Colonel George Custer. This is a mess. <laughs> and Custer liked Joe. He, he did. He liked he, You don't want to like this guy. <laughs> you don't want to not like him. So, 1868, Custer actually appointed California Joe chief of scouts. There's the problem. There, well, <laughs> let me continue. But within hours, he heard that Joe was drunk as a skunk and demoted him. Uh-huh. Well, the following year, California Joe uh, guided General Philip Sheridan, another Uh-oh. famous name. Yeah. You know. yeah. Now, Sheridan wrote in his memoirs, and I'm going to read I'm going to read this because he just tells it so well. He says, General uh, Sherman said, I was ready to return immediately to Camp Sill, but my departure was delayed by California Joe. Notwithstanding that it was uh, against a lot of drink, uh, he had gotten gloriously tipsy. 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 Uh-huh. I put off starting till the next day, by which time it was thought he would sober up. But I might just as well have gone at first, for at the end of 24 hours... The incorrigible old rascal was still dead drunk. <laughs> dead drunk. How old was he while he was doing all this oh, stuff? Oh, let's see. He's got to be into his 20s by now. Oh. Or later. <laughs> later 20s, yeah. Maybe 30s. The guy led yeah. a lot of living in a short time. <laughs> he did. You know, in spite of his drinking problems, Sheridan liked California Joe and described him as an invaluable guide and Indian fighter. So California Joe remained friends with Sheridan and Custer. And in the spring of 1870, California Joe went to Colorado, Uh prospected for gold. About two years later, there was a new strike in Nevada, so he headed that direction. At Salt Lake City, he bought 1,200 cattle, hired some cowboys, drove the cattle into Nevada, down by P. Oaks. You know where that's at? Yeah, I do. And they established a ranch, and they supplied cattle to the hungry miners. My goodness. Now one, uh, and the guy still hasn't hit 30? I'm guessing. uh, I'll have to do the math. Okay. All right. some of the newspaper guys would try to interview him, and he told one of the newspaper guys that he'd uh, found a, ske- a skull, skeleton, head of what he called a camel sea. Okay? A camel. Camel sea. Uh-huh. And he told this guy that it was a cross between a bull elk and a camel. And the guy bought it. He bought it. He, he wrote it up in the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just a bull elk. Uh, skull was really? those, you know. I see. All right. Anyway, when California Joe Lund, the Custer and his command died in the Battle of the Little Bighorn, he supposedly said, if I had waited at Fort Lincoln for Custer to return and gone with him as chief scout, I don't think such a thing would have happened. Yeah, but he was drunk. Well, you know, but he was still a good guy. <laughs> He, he must have thought a lot of himself yeah. to think he could have stopped the battle. <laughs> right. yeah. 
Anyway, a few weeks after the Custer battle, uh, California Joe was in Deadwood where he saw his old friend, Wild Bill Hickok. They talked uh, a while, and California Joe then told Hickok he was going to Crook County and invited him to go along. Well, Hickok, of course, he declined, and while California Joe was away, Hickok was shot and killed by Jack McCall playing cards in the Deadwood Saloon. Aces and eights. Yeah. A week before he was killed, Hickok was heard to remark to a friend, I have two trusty friends. One is my six-shooter and the other, California Joe. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, okay. Now Did he ever go home to see his wife? Yeah, yeah, they, they occasionally. Yeah, <laughs> like every 15 years. <laughs> Well, you know, he, he wandered. i got a picture. I'll show you here in a minute of what oh, this I guy bet, looks like. I bet he's a wild-eyed guy. <laughs> he is. Okay. Well, anyway, California Joe uh, head off, uh, headed off into Nebraska, and he met an old enemy by the name of Tom Newcomb. Okay, old enemy. Okay. Now, somebody's now, going to get hurt here, I know. You're, you're dead right, and I mean dead. Okay. Newcomb threatened to shoot California Joe. Yeah. But California called out to him and said, Drop your gun, Tom. Line up here and let's have a drink, which obviously California Joe was good at. He was good at that. And Newcomb did, and, and the crisis kind of passed. And, I see. Uh, about an hour later, they heard a shot outside near a corral. Mm. Everybody ran out, and they found California Joe on his face, dead, shot in the back. Newcomb was arrested, but released. Really? California Joe was buried at Fort McPherson National Cemetery, east of North Platte, Nebraska. Well, no, he never did get home to see his wife. Well, he did occasionally. Let's see, 1829, he was born. Yeah. And this is 1876, so that's about 38, 37. Holy cow, oh my goodness. Well, he was an old guy when he died, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, so he'd been around. But the guys he hung around with, you know, Custer, Wild Bill, Buffalo Bill. Now, how much of this can be verified with factual writing and statements from the Old West? It's right here in this book. (laughs) I honestly... Honestly, when you gave the guy's last name and you said Milner, I thought you were going to be talking about the Milner and the Milner Dam. Right. Yeah. And and I... I don't think there's any connection. I see. I really don't. But Moses Embry Milner was his name. Okay. Born in Kentucky. Old Moses. Old Moses. He knew how to part the water. Yeah, but he was a... He was a good scout. I mean, these guys all liked him. What do you mean good scout? He couldn't see the end of his horse because he was drunk. <laughs> well, hopefully after a few days on the trail, he sobered up. <laughs> the only scout that got on backwards. Oh, but he, uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to know where he had four sons. Yeah, I'm what sure, happened to them? Yeah, I'm sure that there are relatives out there. See how you've got homework for next week, too. Yeah, you know. What happened to the Milner right. family? Yeah. I mean, maybe they Are they, did they still come up out. there? Maybe they did come down this way. Maybe. I mean, Milner Dam, I, yeah. I don't know where that was, who that name was named after. I'd, I'd have to check that. We'll have that. to check on that because maybe one of the sons really, you said that was back in what, 1870? Yeah, 1873. 73? When he died. Okay. No, later than that. All right. Yeah. He died in 1876. 76. Said. 1876, yeah. So maybe one of the boys did come down this way. Sure. I mean, could have very well. Uh, got here in the early 1900s. Holy smokes. Yeah. Everywhere he went, death and destruction and mayhem kind of followed him. Well, you wouldn't want to kick a dog and have him see you kick a dog. Really? Because he, he killed people for 
kicking the dog. You know, now, when you think about it, in the guns of the Old West, you know, the, the forty fives, the forty fours, and and all the rifles and everything, have you ever shot one of those old-time pistols? You know, I never have. I have. Yeah. You don't hold it straight out in front of you. And this deal about no recoil, I ended up wearing the part of that forty four <laughs> I shot right in my right. forehead one time. Oh. Man, I, this deal about holding it out and cocking it real easy and shooting, uh uh, Doesn't work that way. No. No. Well, I, I love what, uh, seeing in Cabela's, they have a lot of those old, old, old guns. Yeah. You know? And uh, up in Cody, Wyoming. Yep. Have you been there to that museum? Been to that one. And then also the one that you really would enjoy with the old guns is Dodge City, Kansas. Oh, yeah. The Buffalo Bill Museum. They must have thousands and yeah. thousands. Yeah. In fact, they've got Jeremiah Johnson or John Johnson. Yeah. His knife and gun. Really? On display up there. And yeah. they verified it was his? That's he what, took it in there himself. Pawned it. He pawned it. <laughs> yeah, pawned it. I think he's buried up there too. Okay. Actually, <laughs> no. Yeah, Dodge City, Kansas, really has some interesting gun displays. Oh yeah, I'd They're love very to go interesting. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story about Mr. Milner or California, California Joe, Joe. plainsman, yeah. scout, right. uh, businessman, killer of many people. <laughs> and and let, that's just the ones we know about. He led a lot of people to their demise. He did. He, like you said, he was a friend of the, uh, the, the Berrien guys. Hey, by the way, um, let's put the question out and have somebody else help solve it for us. Okay. Where did the various Indian tribes get their names? Yeah, Let's I, find that out. Like I said, I looked that up on the Internet, but I couldn't find a source that really explained it. You know, like the Mescalero Apaches and the uh, the Shoshones and yeah. the Blackfeet. And a lot of people might say, well, maybe they walked on bare feet and they got Blackfeet and they said Blackfeet Indian. I don't know. And, and then the Sioux. You yeah. have the Oglala Sioux and yep. the... Yeah. I can't remember the there other. There was quite a few different uh, tribes of the Sioux. Tribes of the Sioux, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll, I'll try to do a little more research on that. Yeah. Anyhow, that was good. Now, what are we going to talk about next week? That's a great question. Oh, i got to show you a picture. Oh, yeah. Let me see that picture. There's California Joe. Oh, he is not the person I thought he would look like. <laughs> I mean, look at that thick beard and that thick hair. I Actually, mean... the way baseball players are wearing all these silly beards nowadays, he looks just like he pitched for the Oakland A's. <laughs> well, he, he was at... Must have been somewhat athletic. Oh, okay. And got a good shot. Yeah, so. really, I found that out. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Dr. History. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.